another episode of Lakers Explained with me, Christian Rivas and Harrison Fagan. It is um God, when we're recording this, I don't know what day it is. If we're it is being Monday, honest. the day that we always record. It should be easier Listen, for you man. specifically on this podcast. Listen. I'm not saying like time is a flat circle right now, but like <laughs> the day that you record this podcast is a pretty set day in the week. That should be your I'll- first hint. I, to be honest with you, I'm not even thinking like days of the week anymore. I'm thinking of like days in the bubble. We're not in the bubble, but it feels like we are because uh, that our life has been consumed by the bubble. We're in the bubble now. Yeah, so. I mean, also, I, I feel like we've been in a proverbial bubble, especially us as bloggers, like more than most over the last, because like, you know, uh, like we are already not active social people, you know, yeah. as like internetsmen. We get most of our interaction with people, or at least I know I do, through the internet, through virtual means anyway. Yeah. It's like I, I've been joking with people. I've been preparing for this my whole life. And right. so like I like we are in the bubble, especially during the pandemic, because we no longer have to go anywhere and cover anything, like a lot more. And like, look, like like I'm basically living in a Motel 6 at this point. Like uh, that's like the level of, that's like the amenity level of my apartment complex. And so like, I really do feel like I am like an honorary entrant into the bubble, even if I don't actually get to go to Disney World and like see NBA players go by themselves at DJ parties on their own and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I talked to Jacob about this last week, but I'm not sure Rondo's ever been to a motel six and if, if i think has, that is unlikely i will yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it is uh the lakers are in the bubble i think this is the first time we've talked since the lakers have been in the bubble and there is no shortage of content in the bubble uh specifically when it comes to social stuff i've had a lot of fun with that uh but that all kind of paused for a bit yesterday all the fun and good-natured news of the bubble uh paused on sunday night when the lakers reported that or i guess they didn't report they announced (laughs) the lakers don't report Uh, but yeah the lakers had it first they were uh they got the scoop on everybody there uh so mike trudell reported that uh rondo sustained a fracture to his right thumb during sunday evening's practice in orlando and he's expected to miss the next six to eight weeks, which is what today's show is going to be revolved around because uh, I think we've made our opinions on Rondo pretty known. I don't think he's a very good basketball player, but when you look at the Lakers guard depth in the absence of Avery Bradley, I think his absence is a little more significant than it would have been earlier in the season. Uh, but the good news is they have a few options and, and that they didn't have earlier in the season that they have now, uh, which I think makes this discussion worth having, and, that, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, yeah, I also think that we should answer, like, real quick up front. Like, I know that many of you probably have, like, questions about what the Lakers can do in the wake of this. And I think we're going to get into that from, like, a big picture, like, within the roster perspective. But really quickly, like, I think that we should just clear up, like, a couple things. Like, for one, the Lakers cannot – or they could cut Rondo, but there would be no benefit to doing so because his salary is guaranteed already. And, uh, right. like, they cannot replace him. They can't replace him if they cut him because the bubble rosters have already been finalized and they can only – only get a replacement player if a player either leaves because they don't want to be there or leaves because they tested or like or test positive for coronavirus and then even in that case the player can't come back if you replace them so like the Lakers but the Lakers can't do any of that 
because they are because Rondo is hurt now and like that's announced and documented that he's hurt and so they have no options to replace him from outside of the roster it is only internally that they can do so yeah and I know the six to eight weeks timeline is not you know small it is a long period of period of time but like worst case he's out eight weeks which I'm not sure is the worst case but I'm saying worst case given this timeline he's out eight weeks he'll be back by like mid second round of the playoffs and you know bearing some another injury or like a surplus of injuries the Lakers will be in the second round of the playoffs so um you know it's not all doom and gloom but I I do think Six to eight weeks sounds like a long time, but like it, the Lakers still have like three weeks before they're playing games that actually count. Right. And so like that, like that uses up some of it. Then they have the whole seeding round that they have to go through and all of that. Like, like a, a lot of this time, like you said, is going to get eaten up by the, by the path that they still have until the playoffs. And, you know, like, we see guys come back earlier than the initial timeline for playoff games all the time. Again, like, uh, you know, we're going to get into whether or not the Lakers need Rondo, how much they need him, whatever. But, like, like, if you are someone who's like, I want Rondo back as soon as possible, like, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that we would see him come back out and play. Like, I I believe he's played on a torn ACL before. Like, he played on some kind of – (laughs) grievous injury when he was with the Celtics playing against the Heat and so like Rondo you know like whatever you may think about him he has proven to be a gamer I'm this is not me endorsing or like saying that they he should or shouldn't do this idea it's just it is a possibility that he ends up coming back sooner than anyone expects like depending on like I'm not a doctor I'm just saying yeah and given Frank's infatuation with him I wouldn't be surprised if unless unless things go really really well and I think um you know, there's a possibility that happens. And I'll start by saying that I think the Lakers might actually be better off in the second unit with Dion Waiters in Rajon Rondo's place. Like, I, I do not think Waiters or Caruso is, are the playmakers that Rondo is. I think if there's one thing Rondo does well, it's make plays for others, even if you know, it's not as quick as I think a lot of fans would like it to be or, you know, as intelligent, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But I think the shot creation Waiters brings to that second unit is really, really interesting because Rondo has shot, I believe it's 32.8% from from three-point range this season, which is not great. Um, and he shot 31.2% on jump shots, like just from anywhere on the field this season. Uh, Waiter's sample size isn't very big. Uh, it's only three games, but given his just career, I, I think you can feel pretty confident in, in Deion Waiter's shot-making ability, and if not his ability, his willingness. Yeah, I mean, well, well we, if we know one thing about Deion Waiters, it's that he's going to be willing to take shots. We just don't necessarily <laughs> know if they'll go in. But look, like, that is something because Rondo, I think one of the one of the criticisms that you can levy at him beyond just, like, he's not good is, like, specifically, like, because, like, you know, I think too often, like, we we distill the Rondo conversation down to, like, we just, you know, people just say he's bad, they read the numbers, and they, like, and they move on. And, like, that's fine 
line, and that's a way to simplify it, but specifically one of the ways that Rondo hurts the Lakers at times is that he is not always the most willing to shoot. So even when he is open, and even when, like, you know, he is facing the floor, he, like, doesn't even take advantage of the opportunity that's created. And, like, look, defenses are giving him that opportunity for a reason, but at the same time, it hurts the Lakers spacing even more if he's just not even willing to, like, take the shot, which he isn't at times. And so Dion will help in that aspect. Like, I, I, I kind of hate you a little bit for making me make the case for Rondo, but at the same time, like, to your to your playmaking point, like, the Lakers, not that Avery Bradley was a playmaker and so that that really, like, affects this in any large way, but, like, waiter, the Lakers don't have anyone else with the exception of LeBron James that's, like, unless I'm just forgetting someone from all this time off, that's like a really good entry passer. That's a really good guy at like setting up their big men and stuff like that. Whereas Rondo for all of his faults and flaws was at least a guy who, when LeBron went to the bench early on in games could come in. And even if he got blown by on defense sometimes, and even if he wasn't that willing to shoot all the time, like he would get the ball to Anthony Davis, like in a position to be able to have some success. And that was one thing that he could do well. And the Lakers will probably miss that because I don't think that, they have anyone else who can exactly replicate like and I know entry passes don't sound like a lot but they're surprisingly difficult at the NBA level like not every guy is good at them and the Lakers just don't have a lot of guys that like that's a real plus in their skill set yeah and I think that was most evident in that Clippers game on opening night when Rondo nor Caruso played uh the Lakers just couldn't make an entry pass Contavious Caldwell Pope couldn't make an entry pass uh it was just all bad yeah. Your, your favorite playmaker? <laughs> no. no. Sorry. Sorry, Quinn. But um, I, that that's a guy I think in the last 24 hours I think has picked up steam in that conversation of him playing big minutes in the postseason and him playing a potentially bigger role as a result of um, Rondo's absence. And I think there's a reason – the Lakers felt the need to go and get another ball handling guard when they had Quinn Cook sitting on the end of the bench. Like they've seen what he's offered this season. I think in a break glass in case of emergency situation, he'll, he'll be useful. But beyond that, I do not think you can or should play him extended minutes in the postseason especially when you look at the Lakers competition. And the thing I'm most worried about personally is the Clippers. Cause you look at the Clippers guard depth in relation to the Lakers and really most teams in the Western conference guard depth compared to the Lakers. It's not great. Like yeah. the, the Clippers have Reggie Jackson, Landry Shamit, Patrick Beverly. If Shamit comes and joins them, I'm not sure. Has that been confirmed right. that he's coming I think after he, he clears? I think he's going to. Okay. I think I read that somewhere, but uh, yeah, you might be right. That. I just have not yeah, been. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that we added that caveat. Yeah, for sure. Um, they have Rodney Magruder, who I think is a little underrated. Uh, and former G League MVP, I believe. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing somebody, but the fact Lou Williams, that... Lou Williams, and Patrick Beverly. No, I I already said Lou Williams. Oh, did you? Ben. My bad. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Unless I said them in my head. As I think you I may have said them. Out. I did not hear it, but I also, you know, may have been thinking of Clippers guards and so not heard what you were saying. Yeah, no, it, it, they're deep. And like, that is their entire, if you pick two guards from that roster, I think they'd be among the best guards on, on the Lakers. So that worries me a little bit. Um, but 
all that being said, I maintain that Dion Waiters will will probably be a plus for the Lakers more so than Rondo was in a lot of ways, even if it's not uh, making plays and making those entry passes you talk about. Yeah, no, I mean, to be clear, I was not saying that the Lakers are, like, screwed because Rondo is not there to make entry passes. I, I think there's a lot to what yeah. you're saying. Like, I, I think not, a couple things I wanted to address from what you just said. But, like, I think Quinn is a guy that, like, you know, Sabrina outlined this really well for Silver Screen to Roll today and her uh, Quinn Cook previously on. Uh, so I would encourage you to go read that. That's where all this research comes from. But, like, Quinn, you know, he ha- he can score the hell out of the ball. Like, we've seen that. When he gets hot, like, he can get as hot as any like shooter in the league and but the problem is is that that's not every game and when he doesn't have that he really is not like an incredibly useful NBA player in terms of having like supplementary skill sets other than like being one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet which I'm sure is great for team chemistry while he's out on the floor and stuff like that but uh like other than that you know like he's not a guy that can bring I think a ton to your team and like like you said uh, to your point on waiters like yeah I think that he gives them this is something that we were talking about when we talked about Bradley either last week or two weeks ago the Lakers being well positioned to kind of uh, like deal with that loss is that they have other guys that bring skill sets that they didn't have already like waiters yes he's not quite the playmaker that rondo is and definitely not in the same way but he does give them a bunch of things that rondo doesn't so he doesn't necessarily have to go out there and replace just what rajon rondo did well he can do other things that help that may help the team more than rondo was helping them and i like you know we all know that the path to waiters island is a perilous one you know like you have to take like a rickety like old dinghy basically it's shark infested waters uh electric eels like every (laughs) kind of like danger in the book as you're on your way there to like peak like waiters island but you know when he like if he is able to show up for the lakers which is a big if he was like out of the league when they signed him for a reason but like if he is able to bring some of the skills that he showed when he was on in miami versus the skills that he showed in getting himself run out of miami then like i think that he could be a benefit for the lakers and i think that i can speak for all of us when i say that like we deserve Dion waiters nba champion you know what i mean like we as a society i, I was making this point on a podcast that i did yesterday but like we have a, as a society and as Lakers, like, you know, Lakers adjacent people, Lakers fans have gone through so much this, like, uh, during 2020, we deserve to watch Dion Waiters celebrate a championship and play like a significant role in that. Like Dion Waiters deserves his Kobe pass me the ball moment like Ron Artest got, you know, like a guy that obviously Dion was never quite the caliber of player that Ron Ron was, but like Ron was a guy who like, you know, was more known for the ways that he had messed up than being a good NBA player until that. And I think we all deserve like Dion, like we, we need a Dion, like LeBron passing you the ball, excited post-game celebration or, you know, him doing the, like the arms cross thing after like like hitting a big yeah. shot in a playoff game like just we all like I, you know I think we can all get behind that and I hope that it happens yeah and I'm and I'm glad you like specified plays a big role in the postseason because it's like Nick Young's technically an NBA champion but he didn't he didn't play a huge role in the I I want Dion Waiters to average like 25 minutes per game because he's averaging like 
12 points per game. Okay, that, look, Nick Young may not have played a big role in that Warriors championship. But we still got to watch Nick Young celebrate a yeah. championship, which was still enough. pretty great. Yeah. Like, you know, he did in his post-game interview suggest legalizing cocaine. So, like, and, you know. <laughs> and he called out D'Lo for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went from snitched on to, like, putting a ring on or something like yeah. that. Like, it was not, you know, not the catchiest one, but it was funny. And, like, we all deserve, like, Beyond's, like, post-championship Instagram captions and fits. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back to basketball and not um, just projections of our expectations for Dion <laughs> in the postseason. I want to get back to Dion Waiters, because I think he is the most interesting person to... In the world. Yeah, oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um but no, I think I think he is probably the most sensible Rajon Rondo replacement. But before we do that, I want to get into another name people have been throwing around when it comes to somebody that's going to benefit from Rondo's replacement, and that's Alex Caruso. And as you know, I am I am a big fan of Caruso's game. You're going to get a uh, tattoo I mean, of him if he has a breakout playoffs. That is correct. Um, and I think you, I can speak for you when I say you're a pretty big Crusoe fan because he's a good basketball player. Um, I think, ironically, when Rondo's been – like the games in which Crusoe's impact has been evident have been in games where Rondo just gets on the floor, lets his defender blow by him, and the Lakers give up a lead that the, that the starters built. That being said, as confident as I am in Crusoe's abilities, I think – Rondo not being on the team kind of hinders Frank Vogel's ability to play Caruso uh, because I, I think part of the reason Caruso works is because of the number of ball handlers that are on this team. This is a good point. LeBron, I'm glad you're making it. Yeah. Whether it's LeBron James or Rondo, Caruso's really benefited from not having to be the lead guard. And, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Crusoe get reps as the lead guard to see if he's grown at all from earlier this season. Uh, Cause it's possible. We've seen people like young players make leaps midway through the season. Um, Especially but, guys that have played as little as he has, like in the NBA yeah. before. Like sometimes it is just a matter of getting reps and seeing things a bunch of time. Like there's right, a possibility right. that he got better at that. We just don't know. And, but the, I mean, that was the biggest question mark for him even going into the draft is whether or not he can be a lead guard at the next level. And Caruso really, he, he's the type of player you want on a superstar team. And yes. in that sense, he is a great young player based on talent alone and ability to lead a team. Like as much as I like Caruso and as much at fanfare is around him, you wouldn't build a team around Caruso because his, his skill set is so specific. I don't want to go as far as to compare him to Draymond green. Um, I think he's more comparable to Lonzo Ball, who people have compared to Draymond Green at the point guard position. But you you get what I mean. Just the little things. Yeah. And his ability to do those little things are hurt by, by Rondo not being on the floor. No, I mean, and him and Rondo, like, I don't know if you have numbers pulled up that can speak to this in your, like, I know you have 90 tabs going right now. Oh, I do, yeah. But, uh, like, I, him and Rondo was a combination that the Lakers used. And I think that, look, for again, for all of Rondo's faults, he did allow Caruso to play exactly the type of role that you're playing in, in not the same way that LeBron does, but in a similar, like, fashion of not requiring him to be the lead ball handler and letting him do what he does best on offense, which is cutting off the ball. And then he 
he could kind of make up for Rondo's deficiencies a little bit as like by being able to take the more talented perimeter player and stuff like that. And so it wasn't a perfect combination by any means, but it was one that allowed Caruso to play to his strengths a little bit better than some of the other guards on the Lakers might do so. Like Caruso, like for example, Caruso and Cook, like they can complement each other defensively in the same way and that Cook is also not a good defender and Caruso can kind of cover for him and allow him to maybe hide a little bit on like a less threatening guard. But like on offense, Cook does not have the like playmaking chops like that Rondo does. And yes, he could space the floor. And so that helps Caruso in a different way. But then at that point, you kind of need LeBron on the floor with them because you need somebody to create those plays. And like neither of them are really going to do it. And so like the other thing as far as Caruso goes is that he – like if we're if you look at his minutes totals for like his entire career his entire NBA career it's 17.8 this year 21.2 last year and uh 15.2 the year before he's not a guy who's played high minutes at the NBA level and like I'm not again he can obviously he's he's a guy that's in shape he could he could play more than he's played so far for sure like it's not like a conditioning issue I just wonder if you go from basically playing that amount your whole career then you stop for four months and then you come back and you're asked to play like like 30 minutes a game like to me that sounds potentially inadvisable from a health perspective at least right away until your body kind of gets used to that much you know stop and start things like that okay yeah yeah, yeah. i i totally sorry i um i think that's probably true and to to go back to what you were saying about having numbers pulled up, I do have most of them pulled up. If you had to guess the player that Caruso has spent the most time with this season, assuming you don't have him pulled up, who would you guess he spent the most time with? My guess would be the way you're phrasing it makes me feel like it's a trick question. So I'm going to no. say Ron. No, I'm going to say Rondo, <laughs> but I thought my first guess was LeBron. No, so it's actually Dwight. Oh, okay. Um, which surprised me. And they've posted actually a really good net rating of 11.7 together this season. Um, but no, so Rondo has played uh, at least 300 minutes with six players on the roster. Rondo, LeBron, KCP, Alex Russo, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard. Of those players, uh, he has <laughs> – that's silly – he has a net rating of more than 10 with three of them being LeBron, uh, KCP, and Dwight Howard. Uh, but to your point about Rondo. Those sound like closing he's... lineups, honestly, like the later yeah. <laughs> game lineups where like, no, where, no, seriously, because like Dwight has been good in those like fourth quarter minutes. LeBron's led them on some run. Like Rondo's been on the floor for some of that. So like KCP has been in there. So yeah. And I, I, um, I'm not sure if, you know, Dion Waiters and Caruso, that backcourt's going to work because of the playmaking. But I think we've seen that Rondo can thrive along another ball handling guard, even if he's not like a traditional three-point shooter, which is, I think, I, I wrote about this a bit last week when I wrote about Caruso, but that really is just the next step in his development is knocking down a reliable three-point shot because with what he brings on defense – if you play defense and can make open three-point shots, you have a spot in the lineup on a LeBron James team. Yeah. Like forever. 
he's just got to make those threes. And like, yeah. that's the big, that that's the big question mark with him. I, I think also like, to, like, I think that that lineup potentially could work as well. Like, again, I, like it's meager pickings here. It's not like, would that be your starting backcourt voluntarily? It's like of the Lakers options, what are the like best, uh, like what are the best combinations that you could put together? And I think that's, that is a potential nominee if we're looking at like bench lineups and stuff and be, people to play together. Also, like we've seen that Dion when he's engaged can be an above average defender. Yes. And so him and Caruso, you know, even outside of like the fit offensively, again, big if we got to see what kind of conditioning it looks like Dion's in, but he has good length. Like he has at least decent instincts on that end, even if he's not always the most engaged in his career, but if he is engaged and he comes and he's like ready to play, then that could be a, like a pretty decent defensive backcourt, especially against second units where it's not like the prime, it's not like usually the best ball handlers either. And so that potentially could be a strength for the Lakers again, in a way that the Rondo Caruso one wasn't because Rondo was so bad defensively most of the time. I I don't think words can express how like inconsolable I'd be if Alex Russo and Dion Waiters locked down Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams in in the playoffs. Like I don't think I'd know how to act on Twitter. No, yeah, I mean I definitely have to take away your SSR like admin privileges for the account. I would something. get I would get so many jokes. You already, already got us blocked by Lou Williams, yeah. and I can't have you getting us blocked by Patrick <laughs> Beverly too. You know that like, was an accident. Yeah, that it was, wasn't it? It it was Look, a Lou block. I, I will say this: I, like Lou blocks a lot of people on Twitter. He has not blocked yeah. me yet, but I have heard from many reporters that he has been blocked by that people that he interacts with on a daily basis. That he has been blocked uh, <laughs> by following uh, from uh, like them following him on Twitter. He he does not like he doesn't give a second chance on that. If he if you tweet something he doesn't like, he doesn't want you on his feed. Just get those jokes off, I guess. Yeah. Um, no regrets. Jalen um, Rose esque blockability. <laughs> um I want to make one more point about Rondo and Caruso and why I think the Waiters Caruso backcourt will work. Uh and it's actually tied to Rondo and Caruso's net rating together. Uh they posted a 5.9 net rating together, which is only better sorry, which is only worse than uh the net rating LeBron James and Rondo have posted together this season which is an 8.1 net rating, which I think is crazy because, I mean, just for me, I think watching them last season, I I hated every minute they were on the floor together. Yeah, 8.1 is pretty effective. Like, that, that's good. Yeah. So, But the fact there is that some they... context there to that that I think, yeah, I don't know if you're going to get into it right now, but you can get into it in a second if you want. Um, I, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Is, is it the fact that they play with AD? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah well i mean i'm looking at lineups with rondo lebron and ad the one that's played the most has only played 25 minutes together which is kind of surprising um but it up in that lineup that lineup's posted a 1.4 net rating and it's with uh contavious caldwell pope and kyle kuzma which an ad at center lineup not a super impressive net rating um but you know there's potential. Yeah, no, for a one just for context for people, a 1.4 net rating would be like the that, that'd be like the 14th team in the league. They like they basically turn uh like the Lakers into this year's Indiana Pacers. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, not a bad team. Uh but 
the only other lineup that that has caught my attention at least in terms of net rating uh is the lineup of rondo danny green lebron james anthony davis and kyle kuzma uh, it's only 10 minutes together but they posted okay, a net ten, rating i mean 10 minutes is like, like three yeah yeah <laughs> ten, you know 10 minutes were like I, I i thought you meant the i thought you were looking at like the three-man combination of them oh no 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 yeah. i'm looking at um just lineups with them three that i've played Okay. the most minutes together and um yeah that's that's one that caught my eye it's not it's not a lot i i just really like small sample size stuff because the numbers are always silly yes i mean that that is definitely true <laughs> um but yeah beyond that i i just i cannot see anyone else stepping into that role and really making a big difference although we talked about this a little before the show and the player with the best net rating next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis is Quinn cook. Um, only 25 minutes, but again, a 19.7 net rating in those 25 minutes, small sample size is fun. Uh, and after that, I mean, I think you can all like, we can all guess who it is. Um, it's Alex Caruso. 19.4 net rating. The, the true goat. Nine minutes. Yeah. The big the Lakers big three, as we like to call them. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I've taken to calling them as well, for sure. <laughs> um uh, the Rondo uh, the Rondo LeBron and A D is a uh, on the year. Do you want to guess what lineups featuring those three together ha- have as a net rating? LeBron Rondo and A D. Yeah, LeBron Rondo and A D is negative five point two. Oh no! Altogether, that's, that's what I was trying to in reference to. So I was frantically looking that up. But the three of them together, like Rondo and AD, has been all right. Rondo and LeBron has been all right. It's for some reason the three of them together they turn into like a non-playoff team. Oh dear God! That so that's in 117 minutes. So it is yeah. somewhat limited, but it's it's enough that you're like, okay, that's obviously not working optimally, even if like you know it's not like like that's like two games basically that's like two full games basically and it's 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 not even the defensive rating that's bad it's the offensive rating well i mean look at that's not a lot of that's not a lot of strong that's three like not non-shooters but not the not guys that defense is gonna are gonna play for their shot and so it really cramps up the floor which brings me back to the like even lebron lebron can shoot now but like yeah. even teams like if he's spacing teams are still like you know like they they aren't just gonna like like basically they aren't like leaving him alone to shoot and stuff like that which which is why again whether it's with the second unit or the first unit which i don't think will happen wishful thinking on my part but um i think Dion waiters is gonna make the lakers offense operate a lot differently and arguably more efficiently. I think he, I think it's fair to say that he fits better in their best lineups than Rondo does. Yeah. Theoretically. Like if you're looking at like a closing lineup, he probably fits there better than Rondo does. Because if you have LeBron on the floor, you really don't need Rondo. It's like the non LeBron minutes where you really need someone like that. And like, so, you know, but in the game minutes where the games matter most, like Rondo is probably never going to be playing those minutes outside of like, unless it was like the best night of his career or like, you know, Frank Vogel was just given no other choice. Um, Before we go, I want to get your thoughts on, or I, I guess I should say your ideal hockey sub, five-man 
bench lineup with with Rondo out? Mm, it's a good question. Uh, like you know, honestly, I want to see the waiter. So we're assuming here in this case that KCP is the starter, right? Correct. Okay. Like because Frank Vogel, I think, said that uh, he likely would be. I think I'm like I'm looking at the roster here. I, I think honestly, it probably would be you know like obviously Dwight. He's you know he's in that role whether I want him there or not. But he's been great, so like he deserves that. Uh, I think probably Caruso. I guess Kuzma, I, at least to start, like I kind of want to see what he has. Like I think there's going to be arguments to be made that maybe he'll be even deeper down than that. Uh, so yeah. like Dwight, Caruso, Kuzma, Waiters, and mm, uh, yeah, this is getting interesting real quick. Um, <laughs> you well, know, I, I know who I have, but I think the reason you're not thinking LeBron him. staying in the game. <laughs> no, I think the reason the name didn't pop up to your head is because I think you have Kuzma playing at the four. Um, I think they'll probably slide down Kuzma to the three and have Markeith play the four. Yeah, that was the, that was the guy that I was, I was basically debating between him or JR. Yeah, which it, it all depends on which direction Frank like, goes. I think I'd probably lean Markeith based on what we've seen right now. Like, I mean, yeah. I got to see what JR looks like. I'm... I'm more confident in in Dion than Jr. and I think most people are on that boat. But I, I'm not of the belief that Jr. can't help at all. I think, Back when they were originally getting signed, I was I think I was a little bit more on the Jr. one. Like I leaned that way. I think. Yeah. So but, was I. Um. But yeah, I think like Dion. Like at, at this point, I think we have to guess is going to be able to help them more just because yeah. like he got those two weeks of extra practices. Like and you roll. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, unless you have any final thoughts, Harrison, I think that's our show for today. I, I just, I only had one final thought and it was Christian. I need to know, like, as we're signing off here, what has been your favorite Lakers story to come out of the bubble so far? Um, like, and God, I'm talking is... like, I'm talking silly stories. Like I, I don't like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, J.R. Smith shooting the ball. Well, I don't care. Like, that's not yeah. what I want to hear about right now. Like this, this is just for like stuff that we have heard about off the floor. I like that Dwight Howard was the only player to show up to like that DJ set. I, my question was like when it was announced, who's going to show up to that? And in hindsight, I feel kind of dumb for not saying, like, the reply to myself being Dwight Howard's going to show up. And I I just worry. I feel bad because, one, DJ Nasty, who was DJing at the Grand Destino. Great DJ name, DJ name by the way. Um, that couldn't have been a, a fun show for him. I don't think social gatherings are super recommended right now. But... Imagine getting flown all the way out there and the uh, only one yeah. person shows up to watch your set. Well, there were the Disney workers and bartenders. Too. Yeah, no, the people, the other people that were there and found out that there was only one person. Like, hey, look, <laughs> you know, honestly, I bet Dwight had a great time. Dwight loves music. If there's one thing that I've learned from being in the Lakers locker room after yeah. games this year. And like, I honestly, like if we get some footage of Dwight just like dancing, like crazy dancing by himself to this DJ set, like for, you know, upwards of 20 to 30 minutes, I would not be surprised. Like he seems <laughs> like he did not, he would not care that there were other people, not other people there and would just go for it. I think you might've Instagram lived it. Um, but what, what, what is your favorite 
story so far. I mean, honestly, that that's the only answer right now. Uh, but like, uh, probably second favorite was J.R. Smith's Instagram Live from opening night. Getting in trouble. Where, yeah, J.R. Smith just basically ranting about how bad it was for two hours in hilarious fashion and then getting told by someone, the NBA, LeBron, the Lakers, PR His department. Yeah. yeah, somebody gave him the hook and how disappointed he sounded that he was in trouble just destroyed me in addition to his uh like anger over not having a blanket and uh and the how... size of the blanket he got <laughs> yes and then and then uh also the the candy that they gave him and how his uh, analogy between you know it was like trying to put like i think he said like lamborghini fuel in like i forget what kind of car he specified yeah uh, was, i think it was a ferrari and a suzuki or something like that yeah. but like you know as if like you know i know different cars take different fuels and stuff like that but there are like some nice cars from each brand that take the premium fuel uh but you know i just the whole thing was great and uh it was like you know like i think i think all of us are a little bit you know we're we all obviously want basketball back but i think all of us are curious to see how this bubble situation is going to go and it but it has just been nice to have some fun storylines to follow versus just like tracking when the nba is going to be back and talking about all of yeah. this theoretically like you know watching the team just kind of be together again even though it's socially distanced has been a lot of fun like jr today like screaming during danny green's uh zoom availability and all that like i, I think you know it's just uh like i i think it's going to be a nice thing to kind of lift all of our spirits hopefully as long as it doesn't go wrong and also whatever king's player got like you know grounded for accidentally breaking quarantine for takeout is like that might be funnier than the dwight story and i just i look i hopefully look forward to more headlines like that than like sad like actual problem headlines like i want more like funny fire fest headlines than um yeah. like actual issues headlines i just want to know where it was from i there are very few foods in my life that i think i'd put other people at risk for and my career at risk for well and yeah, um, like not even like let's just say it's totally safe for you, everyone else, whatever, like that's not the risk, but your choice is you can go get takeout, but you have to go sit in a hotel room by yourself for 10 days. <laughs> like, and that's the consequence. Like, is there any food you would go and do that for? Like, Oof. I don't think there is for me. Man, I don't know. I I'll have to, I'll, I'll tweet the answer if I think of it, but. The um, only correct answer is your mom's cooking because that's, uh, you know, that's what like the, I've, which Kings player was it? Was it Rashawn Holmes? Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His mom actually roasted him on Twitter, which gave me life today. Um, and you know, like, I think if your mom tweets making fun of you and you're an NBA player, like that should add an extra five days to the grounding in the hotel. Like just so that and people then, forget about it by the time you're out. And then Michelle Roberts quote tweeted it. Saying oh no, agreed. did she also make fun of him? Yeah, she, the president of the Players Association. <laughs> what did she say? She, uh, I think she just said that she agreed that she was in full support of his mother's message, <laughs> which I think is hilarious yeah no i mean yeah i think at that point he may have to consider leaving the bubble like you know i i think it might be <laughs> time for, for rashawn holmes to pack it up and go home and look like <laughs> I, I think kelly Oubre, uh, as i said on twitter uh executed one of the greatest bait and switches of all time in oh, saying i know yeah. where to get takeout like I, I i want to believe that like this is what i'm choosing to believe in my head that kelly Oubre, like rashawn holmes dm'd him and was like okay where do i go pick it up and kelly Oubre told him outside of the bubble and then called the snitch line um on him yeah i 
because he, he wants the def- Suns to make the playoffs. He was planted at the line, like where where it was supposed to be crossed. Or he could he honestly could have just been in the car with a mask on, and and been the one to deliver him the food. Yeah, he like he fa- he got a job at another restaurant just to yeah. try and eliminate Kings and Grizzlies and Pelicans players. So I'm just saying, watch out for Kelly Oubre. Like he he's coming for the playoff <laughs> teams. Like he's gonna try and tempt Zion out of the bubble. And you know by like day five, like you know just- that might not be too hard. I just realized he's not even playing. Who? Kelly Oubre? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he there? I, I don't know. Unless I'm m- m- Anyway, we've gone, we've gone <laughs> way off track. We will figure this out and get back to you on next week's Lakers Explained. Yeah, but yeah apparently Kelly playing. Oubre is in the bubble just trying to be an agent of chaos. Yeah. So. Bravo, bravo. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, respect. As long as he doesn't get anyone sick, in which case, we disavow Kelly Oubre on this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, that's our show. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. We'll be back next week. <laughs>